have an interesting, interesting phenomena. This year, we're going to have like a double Shabbos Agadol. What does that mean, a double Shabbos Agadol? This week, I think in most of the shuls, they're going to have the drushes. And next week is going to be Erev Pesach, Shechaliyos B'Shabbos, with all of the ramifications and um, different halachas. It's worthwhile just to quickly just speak about that and to give everybody a focus, even though you might have the focus without me saying it, but we'll just lay it out. That, so this Shabbos, usually the Rav is going to say a drasha and uh, speak about the Nyanam of Pesach. Next week, we're going to have Thursday night, which is going to be Erev, Erev Pesach, we'll have B'dikas Chametz, because we can't do it on Shabbos. And then the following morning, on Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, there's the burning of the chametz, the real burning of the chametz. Um, and then everyone leaves over a little bit of bread. It's a whole halachic shy with what you do for Pesach, but you know, not to, you don't want to have too much chametz, but you have, a, I know in Eretz, I'll just tell you what we do in Eretz, we get pitot, and pitot are not very crumbly, or you make little chalas, and they have all kinds of eitzes, eat it in a plastic bag, and all kinds of questions, you eat it in a different room, and then eat it on the porch, and then it's a shayla of Kiddush Mamakam Suda. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi exactly what you should do for the night meal Friday night. And then usually Shabbos morning, you're going to dive in very early in the morning next week. And uh, you get to eat an early Suda. Some people split up the Sudas into two parts. So they have your Yotze for Shalashudas because you got the other problem. What's going to be with Shalashudas later in the day? Because you really can't eat that much because. Leil Seder, and for you guys who are in Chutzlaritz, you're going to have two star, but uh, anything you have left over, which you haven't burnt on Friday, and the idea is to flush it down the toilet, and that way you go to the mitzvah and uh, of beer chametz. So that's just some of the Erev Pesach, Shechaliyos, Mishabas, Halachas. And this week is, is cleaning Pesach week. Usually, um, there are a lot of people that would go away to hotels, and it could be now people are, again, beginning to go away to hotels. But I think there's going to be less people who are uh, availing themselves of that particular venue. So a lot more people that are at home. Um, last week, I did mention a little bit about the advantages of being at home. Just a little bit of an outlook on it that maybe the Rebunshim gave us. Uh, an opportunity because a year ago no one was going away so we had a better understanding what it meant to have the Seder at home with the family and um, and now so again the Tzchus Noshim Tzitkaniyos we were niggled in the Tzrayim and the husbands as I told people called me this Rabbi what are you doing I said I'm staying out of the kitchen I know how hard the Rebbeson has she's cleaning and we bar Hashem to have a uh, added help because now our older grandchildren come to our house and they helped above the in this 80s. So it's really like a pleasure. Just today I had my grandson who was in the car a few minutes ago, Mayor Moshe Mogolius, who's almost 15 years old and he's a wonderful, wonderful yeshiva bakr and he came to help me to do the svarim in my, di- in my living room and he was fantastic and the first thing he pulled out was a safer and he says, 80, come look. I found some chametz on top of a safer. Like you shouldn't think it's just not, you know, you, you're not you're not going to have it. There could be chametz as far. And there's a shaila that, you know, those minhagim, but 
we see that we have we check we're checking we're checking to clean ourselves or say to cleanse ourselves and what are we cleansing so for sure we're cleansing for the hummets we're going to get rid of the hummets we get into the nooking crannies we get into the core of the stockim but the main thing is really to clean up the the real inner sanctuary which is our our hearts and our minds and uh, i was just thinking myself that a Baruch has given us a year of of uh, magefa and now to a certain extent a lot of us are coming out of it and we have to be extremely extremely thankful to Kaddish Baruch so part of the cleansing up is 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 in the area of thanks of having uh, a real a real uh, feeling that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is running the world and he's giving me everything. Uh, to really uh, express it to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, especially this year, especially this year as we get closer to Pesach, ah, to feel the gula, to feel the nigalu, and to feel the gula is 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 something which uh, which is palatable. Ah. And to be thankful to Kaddish Baruch, to say, Kaddish Baruch, I'm so thankful for all the brachas that you've given me. You've given me health. You've given me my family. And for those that have gone through Corona and have had difficulties, it's even more so to be thankful to Kaddish Baruch. And we don't know the chesbonus of why we are blessed and other people have been taken from us. But we do know that Kaddish Baruch is ruling the world and those are some of the things that we have to, to recognize. Amuna, Amuna, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch is to call Yachum. Just you know, just driving into Beit Shemesh right now. I have to, I have to be honest with you. you know, I, I saw a tape that uh, Nair Yaakov Talmud sent me about an organization which is promoting the um, the chinuch opportunities here. In in it has to be particularly focused on Ramat Beit Shemesh, but. You know, different chadarim, and they're just speaking about uh, the different the school systems. You know, a lot of people in the past they always had questions about making aliyah. And I'm not here to promote aliyah or to promote any particular school. Just the phenomena, the phenomena that uh, so this particular organization, and I don't know the organization well, but I do know the the film. They they film. They interviewed a few people who I know were involved with chinuch and rabbanim here in Beit Shemesh, and they're wonderful, wonderful people, wonderful organizations. And you see a matara from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is, is preparing, preparing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving us an opportunity to prepare ourselves for the gula. And I always say it, the word from Rav Hutner Zetzal, there are a lot of people that when they may have a yard site, they say, the neshama zohaban and aliyah. The Neshama should have an aliyah. That's what we say. You drink a lachayim, the Neshama is an aliyah. And the Hutna used to say over that the aliyah is a hubbin on the Neshama. The aliyah, when a person makes aliyah, he shouldn't stop making aliyah because he would like to have, you know, less uh, tuition costs or less uh, other things. Now, for sure, if you get less tuition costs, it's a boon. And fine. If you have less stress, it's also good. But the main thing is you're making aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, aliyah to the makam hakodesh, the makam closer to the shechina. That aliyah should have a neshama, and that's the reason why a person should come to Eretz Yisrael. That is, the aliyah shall have a neshama. We're all looking for aliyah.
And this is the Zman. The Zman Lekula. So I think that one of the things that, I just I say, when we're speaking about cleansing ourselves, cleansing ourselves is recognizing everything that I do in order to make myself into more of an Aliyah person. Zman of Gula, a Zman of Aliyah that I myself am connected to Gula. I myself am connected to Aliyah. And that's what we're looking forward to as we're cleaning our svarim, as we're cleaning our kitchens, we're getting rid of the chametz. What is chametz? Chametz is the source of the isa, the yeast and the dough, and every single one of us has what to work on. Each one of us has isa. that's the hardest thing. And the difference between chametz and matzah, we know, is that little connecting point at Ches, and the opening of the the hay and the Ches, you can turn the same thing, Chomitz and Matzah. There's just a small degree of, of, of amount where a person is either closed or a person is open. And that's it, is the heart open. I saw a Gavaldic of art, that, you know, I think it's from the Ishmael, but it could be some others, they say. That we know that whole concept of Pesach is itratusa de la'ela. Christ was in the 49th levels of Tumma. And if we would have stayed there any longer, in the 50th level of Tumma, what would have happened? We would have been, unfortunately, we would have remained in Mitzrayim. And that's one of the things we have to be happy about. Can you imagine we'd still be there? Boy! Who would want to be there, an Egyptian? And think about that, just to be thankful about that particular aspect. Who would want to be stuck in the tribe? And we were taken out. So how were we taken out? We were taken out b'chipozayin. That's the reason why we eat matzah, because it took very, very, it was very quick. And uh, so the chipozayin is the pshat, this is what all the Mepharshim say, chipozayin is the pshat that we because Bokhu didn't wait for us to be on the level of being able to be Zorcha to leave Mitzrayim. No, we were in the 49th level of Tumor. And because it was Chusadam Pesach and Damila, but and because we were we kept the three things that we were, didn't change our language, didn't change our clothes, didn't change our our, 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 our names, kept the Yiddish names. So what happened? So HaKadosh Baruch said, okay, they have schus, and the schus of us, and the avtachas from HaKadosh Baruch. We don't know all the chetvanis. The main thing is HaKadosh Baruch took us out quickly. We had to get out quickly. Quickly is the pshat Pesach. Pesach means to jump. HaKadosh Baruch jumped. Concept of Pesach is to jump. Jump is that we're not ready, and we jump. HaKadosh Baruch jumped us into it like a jump start. So the, usually the word is, is that we have to have itatusa de latata. We have to do things on our effort. And over here is datusa de la'ela. So usually the normal way of doing it is that if a person has to open up his heart the size of the eye of a needle, like it says, if a person will open up kipischa shel machat, like the pesach of the eye of a needle, HaKadosh Baruch now will take that little opening and will open up open up the size of a hole. But over here, the Ishbisert says that HaKadosh Baruch was Pesach ala Pesach. 
he skipped over that step of the Pesach Shomachat. He said, even if Klal Yisrael is not yet ready, they haven't opened up their hearts. He jump-started us. He took us out. If we think about that, we think about that. If we, that's the concept is, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu take us out? For one reason, one reason only. We, we, we stayed connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Famous Maizah with the Blue Zuber. The Blue Zuber, ah, I was able to see the Blue Zuber. Anyone here not here of the Blue Zuber Rebbe? The Blue Zuber Rebbe was a Holocaust survivor who eventually moved to New York and lived in Brooklyn. And he went through the hardships. And uh, there's many, many stories about him. There's a, there's a very famous writer by the name of Yaffa Eliach, if I'm not mistaken. She has tales of the Holocaust, the stories of the Holocaust. She was a professor. She herself was a, a, a survivor, a child of survivor. And she wrote a lot of stories. And many of the stories, she grew up with the Blue Zuber Rebbe. She heard a lot of stories from the Blue Zuber, about the Blue Zuber. Famous Maizah that the Nazis, Yemach Shvam they, one point, they took whichever group it was and they made the Jewish prisoners as a joke. They knew they couldn't do it. They made a big ditch and they told everybody to jump over the ditch. If they get to the other side of the ditch, then they wouldn't be killed. But anyone that didn't get to the other side of the ditch, they would pull out the machine guns and, and subhumanly, animalistically shoot Yiddish and the is to death. Uh, that's part of the just one of the stories of the of the horrors of the Holocaust. And it was it was an impossible to jump to the other side. Now there was a yid that was in the camp together with the Rebbe, and he was a yid that wasn't he wasn't Shambhatari Mitzvahs. He used to have discussions with the Rebbe. He was like a shtickle apikurus. So and it happened to be he was standing together with the Rebbe. And the Rebbe, there's a lot of stories about the Rebbe. The Rebbe had a pair of tzitzis that supposedly was given to the Yerusha that was, uh, they say it was from the from the, from the uh, uh, Yerusha that he got from his aid, from his aid that got it from the Baal Shem Tev, the Baal Shem Tev tzitzis. And one time the, uh, the Nazis almost beat him to death and he was laying on a pile of bodies and someone saw that he was breathing. They took him off. And they revived him, and they brought him back to life. And they all say it was the schus of the, of the of the tzitzis that he said he wore. He wore the tzitzis. No matter what, he never took off the tzitzis. And I think the tzitzis survived. If I'm not mistaken, he survived the Holocaust. But now let's get back to the story. So the Bluzhiver is now standing at this at this ditch, and this other yid is standing next to him. And uh, the Yid says, the Apikoros Yid, the person who wasn't religious, says to the Rebbe, he says, Rebbe, let's just jump into the ditch and let's get it over with already. You know, this is like just another thing that's going to happen to us. Let's just finally end it over here. And the Rebbe said, no, let's jump. Let's jump together. So they both jumped and they landed on the other side. The Nazis were astounded. And they, they were saved. Could be there's some other people saved as well. I don't know. But those two were saved. So the, it was like a nest. It was like impossible to get to the other side. But they were saved. So the rabbi said to the Yid, he says, I want to tell you something. That I jumped to the other side. Why? Because as I was about to jump, I saw in front of me my Zayda and my Elta Zayda, my Elta Zayda. They were all standing with me. And they helped me to jump across. 
So he said, so I understand why I got across, but why did you get across? What, what happened to you? He said, because, so the Yid said, because I was holding your hand. I was holding your hand. That means deep down inside of that Yid, that Yid was connected, the Pintala Yid, he was connected. And when he knew the Rebbe was going to jump, and he even told the Rebbe, let's jump together, he also had a Muna in Bitochen. It's a Gavaldika, Gavaldika story about how, you know, how people under all circumstances, but that emuna, that 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 emuna in the rebbeinu but keeps us going. And uh, the bluejiver was able to, to 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 bring it out in such a, a beautiful, beautiful way. But every single one of us, every single one of us, is a outcome of tremendous, tremendous emuna that our grandparents and great grandparents, those that survived. The Holocaust Inquisitions. That you know, I had last night. I had a woman that stayed at our house. We have a you know, the Rebbetzin is the cook in the Machon Shlomo, which is a yeshiva for Balachuva. And uh, I think I mentioned last week we made a shidduch between wonderful, wonderful young man and learning a Machon Shlomo. He himself is a a boy that you know graduated Cornell. He has a full scholarship to law, to law school. And he put it aside for two years to sit and learn. And he met a young girl who, uh, a girl who's studying in Sharim, and Rebison put them together. In fact, it, because of Corona, the Shaduchim were in her house. And last night, there was another Shaduch that took place between a boy from Machon Shlomo and a girl from Midrashit Rachel. And those Shaduchim also took place now. Rebison was in the Shatkin, but it was a big Simcha, a big Simcha. Now, this particular young man, he lives in. Um, in uh, San Jose, California. His parents are Yardim from Israel, and they live in San Jose. And they, you know, high tech, he's a bright young man. He went to, uh, I'm not sure which university he went to, but uh, he ended up coming there. And so on. he comes from a Yemenite, excuse me, he comes from a Persian background. And, and, and last night, his grandmother, who lives in Tel Aviv, who's a, who's a Persian, Jew, and she happens to be very, very from, she herself is a Baal's Tshuva, and she was so happy, and she ended up coming to the Vart, able to see her grandson, who really grew up not religious, and now, Baruch Hashem, he's been already two years in Machin Shlomo, and he's a very, very, he's an excited guy, he's an excited guy, and he met a wonderful young lady, and, uh, and they're going to build a beautiful home together, and she came to her house this morning, after I came back from shul, I sat with her a little bit. We had coffee, and I just spoke with her. She came out of Tehran. Yeah, she was born in Tehran, and uh, she came to Israel. She said that I said, "What's the schut? Is a schut yesh lach yesh lach nechut kazeh?" He's a very wonderful boy. He says, "Lala asafta shali asafta shali." She was a woman that was religious even in Tehran. And when we came to Israel, she was the religious one. She was the one that she remained religious. And because of that, there always was a connection. Always was a connection. I said, ah, I want to tell you, I have another Talmud that I learned with. Tell you stories, personal stories, because sometimes the personal stories you can relate to even a little bit more than the Divri Chazal. We'll say a little bit Chazal as well. But uh, I have a young man who I'm learning with who um, also from Machon Shlomo. I learn with him every day. We learn Shemir Salashin every morning, nine o'clock. We have a Chavrusa. And he himself is from Southern California, and is he's the only one in, in Machon Shlomo today. He's married. He got married, and he came. 
during Corona, him and his wife came and they're sitting and learning. He's sitting and learning and now she just transferred to Misharim. And uh, he was born in California. He doesn't have a connection, but his wife, she is also a daughter of Yordim. And uh, they're here and they went today to spend time with her grandfather, her grandparents that live in a place called Kfar Yoshua. Kfar Yoshua is a completely, completely irreligious, irreligious uh, Moshav. And, um, but they're very nice people and they're very uh, supportive of the fact that their granddaughter became religious. Not simple. She wears a shaitel today. But he sent me a picture today that they went to visit uh, her uncle. Her uncle is the Skan Ramatkal of the Israeli Chel uh, Avir, the Israeli Air Force. His name is Tomer Bar. Tomer Bar is pretty pretty well-known personality. He's the second in command to the Israeli Air Force and himself is a F-15, F-16 fighter pilot. He's run many missions. And uh, and this this boy, his name is Daniel. Daniel said to him, you know, uh, you know, he's Daniel, where's the Yamaka? And Daniel's in Yeshiva. And especially today in the elections, everything else, there's a lot of controversy going on. So his uncle told him, he said, no, nah, it's very good you're learning Yeshiva. He says, I myself went with a group of Mephaktim. I took a whole group of, of Mephaktim. They're not religious. And we went, one day we went to Yeshiva in Yerushalayim, and we all had chavrutot with boys in the Yeshiva. And the truth is, you really get down to it. There's a tremendous amount of, of, of openness for, for people to, to take a look and to see in the end of the day, and we're all in it together. I have to say, the Rebison mentioned something to me, something that she's been saying over to her girls, mentioned, we have elections next week in Israel. And for sure, everyone has their reasons. They want BB, don't want BB. America just had elections, and, and there was that that's going on. We, we're coming, we're, 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 it looks like we're ending Corona or we're getting to the end of Corona, that's what it looks like. And we're being by the Chomets and we're entering into Pesach, a week before Pesach, Tov Shin And it's, again, as I said, it's a double, uh, this year, a double Shabbos Agadol. Shabbos Agadol, uh, a pre-Shabbos Agadol and a Shabbos Agadol. What's, what's the message of HaKadosh Baruch The message of HaKadosh Baruch is, is that If we thought that we can rely on governments, if we think we can rely on governments, if we can think that we can rely on our own prowess, on our own kayach, HaKadosh Baruch showed us this year, we have no kayach. The only one that has the Kayach is the Rabbanisha. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch wants from us these days. He's asking me, what does he want us to be baidik inside of us? What does he want us to clean, to clean up? Clean up that level of Amuna. Am I really at the point that I recognize the only thing that I can trust is in the Rabbanisha? It used to be in America, people used to say the phrase, in God we trust. I don't know if they say it anymore. But we are the people that speak about in God we trust. And we trust only in HaKadosh Baruch. And the America used to be a phrase, but people didn't necessarily keep to it. But we 
excellent. We have belief. The only thing we can trust. I think we're going to elections next week. And it seems clearly that there's not going to be a majority on either side. That's what it looks like. There's not going to be a majority. And the truth is, it's not because there's a lot of friction between the religious and the irreligious. And, there's, and you know, I don't even listen to the news anymore because you listen to the news, it just, you know, it just knocked you down. I just know one thing. It's going to come next week on Tuesday. And I'm going to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. Like I said, not so long ago, by the last elections, what I heard from my Rebbe, Chaim Shalevitz, that he said when I took him to the elections in those days, he said, he's, I'm going to be Mekayim the Mitzvah to listen to the, to the words of Rav Shach. Rav Shach was the leading novel, even as Rav Chaim Shalevitz was as big as Rav Shach. But in Hanoga, in leadership, he accepted Rav Shach as being the manik. And everyone, all the good you have to, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Reb Chaim, over 90. Reb Gershon, over 90. Reb Baruch Mordcha, over 90. Big Rosh Hashivas. They're traveling. They're going, and they're saying everyone should go vote, and they're saying to go vote for the religious party, for sure. Mesiris Nefesh, to be Meiser Nefesh. For something which is like, what is it? You know what it is? It's standing up and saying that I am following what the Torah wants me to, to follow. And by us, it's a mitzvah to go and vote. It's a mitzvah to go and vote. I just know one thing. If you have anybody that you could influence, a friend of yours, an oleh, to vote. And I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you everyone to go vote, who to vote for. I know who I vote for. I vote for Gimel, because that's what my gedolim say. But at least you should vote for a religious party that's going to, 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 to fight for the rights of religious Jews to be able to stand straight over here. But in the end of the day, I got to tell you, we are in the hands of a Kaddish Baruch. It's so clear. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that we're all going to be sitting at the Seder throughout the world. And we're going to have our children. And we're going to be in the midst of the And some of us are going to have frogs to throw. Some of us aren't going to have frogs to throw. Yeah, some of us are going to depict the splitting of the sea by pouring water on the floor. Everyone gets their own thing. I don't know what they're coming up with the latest things. Maybe you have like a, a little, you know, one-time pool that you can pour the water into and you maybe split it into 12 little things. Rabbi said, make it real for your children and for your grandchildren. And I know what I'm trying to do, but the main thing is to make it real for us, to have real emun and betochen. Listen to this, Rabbi said. We say it, and we have to mean it, that we're going to get to the Leil Seder, and it says, every single chay of Adam lirus is atzmei ki'ilu hu yotza mitzrayim, and the Lashon of the Rambam is ki'ilu yotza atam in mitzrayim. Rabbi we are now in mitzrayim. What does it mean we're in mitzrayim? We're in that place where we're surrounded by pyro, we're surrounded by the sea on one side and the enemies on the other side. That's what it is. And just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, and in the flows, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can show miracles. And we have to have Amuna, Amuna Rabbis. And that's what we have to work on. Where is my Amuna? Am I really a Mivakesh from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We want to be able to come to Eretz Yisrael. We want to be able to bring the Kor Pesach. We want to be able to be with Kla Yisrael at the Makam Migdash. Er and in the flows, you can do it. 
And if we daven from the bottom of our hearts and we remove the chametz that's there, and that's in a lot of different things. It's been Adam Lachavera, been Adam Lamakam. It's in our Ramuna, in our relationship with whoever we have to forge a relationship. And the rabbi said, there's so many things about relationships. So many people that need a relationship. We have so many almanas and yusayim. And in ourselves, we have a certain amount of almana and yusayim that we have to try to rectify. Our spouses, our children, our, our parents, whatever we can do to be mechabed them. Ah, to be mechabed the parents. What a gavaldi, gavaldi, Indian. Parents who take care of us for so many and so many years. You know, so many and so many years, and now it's the time for us to take care of them, for us to be good to them. And what kind of gavaldik aschus that is. I want to end off with one word, which, you know, in the beginning of this week's parsha, everyone knows it, we always speak about it, but it's a gavaldik word. We speak about this, the little aleph, the little aleph, Rabbi Say. Tomorrow I'm going to speak a little bit more about the little Aleph, but the little Aleph represents Moshe Rabbeinu telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu that I don't want to be uh, better than, than Bilam. Bilam was a Vayokar. It was like a happening. And the Moshe says, no, 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 you're better than Bilam. And he made a little Aleph. Why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu was an Onav. And here we learn out, if you want to get to the Torah, you have to be an Onav. But I saw in the Sefer just today that there's a there's another place where there's an Aleph. That Aleph is the big Aleph. The big Aleph of Anoichi Hashem Elokecha. The big Aleph, that's HaKadosh Baruch The little Aleph, that's Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's all of us. But guess what? We're all Alephs. We're all Alephs, Rabbi Sai. The Rabbi Nishlam is the source of Aleph. He's the big Aleph. We're a little Aleph. We're, we're, we're like Moshe Rabbeinu. We're, we're Klal Yisrael. We're little. But you know what? We're connected to the big Aleph. We're connected. And Aleph is everything, Rabbi Isai. Aluf, Aluf. Spoke about generals. HaKadosh Baruch is Aleph. HaKadosh Baruch teaches us the Torah. And we learn the Torah. A little bit. A little bit of learning the Torah. A big, big amount of learning Torah. These are some of the thoughts that we have as we, uh, we get closer to Shabbos Kodesh. Tov Shem Pei Aleph, Parshas Vayikra. And it's a time that we get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And we're being karuv. That's the lesson of a karpin, to get karuv. And how do we get karuv? Making ourselves a little bit cleaner. Cleaning up society. And I just saw the, the, the Chafetz Chaim writes in the Shemir Zalashim. Ah, we're the people that are shaymer apeh. We watch our mouths. We, we, we watch what we say. We try our utmost. Not easy, but we try our utmost. I remember once going to a great Godel and I was telling him something which I had to ask a shayla, and he says, Rabbi Lif, you want me to be, you want me to be over in Lashon Hara? <laughs> I said, no, 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 but it's Ellis. With the Ellis, you'll have to say, I don't want to be over in Lashon Hara. He asked me to go to a different Godel. And I'll never say who, two different great Godels. Go to a different Godel. I, the reason I figured out, because he felt that in this particular issue, he would not be able to play a role and his other of his other great daughter could play a role. So he was so nishmar from not listening to Lashon Ah, Rabbi Sai, we're the people that we're clean. We're clean, we're clean. And the more we clean ourselves, the more we shine ourselves up, it's not just the outer shining, but the inner shining. We feel, we feel that we're closer to the big olive. 
We're a little Aleph, but a little Aleph is close to a big Aleph, Rabbi Isai. I want to wish everybody a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbat Leinu Latova. I want to wish everybody that everyone's houses and everybody's homes should be, uh, how do you say it? You know, just clean, as clean as can be. And the real cleanliness is that we clean up our hearts and we accept the Kodesh Baruch. We have a Muna with a Kodesh Baruch. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.